0: listening to episode 42, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambeth. And I'm Josh Havens.
1: And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in
0: the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Dave and Beth Borum about their book, When Faith Becomes Sight. Dave and Beth Borum are trained spiritual directors who now work to train other spiritual directors. Beth has written several books, including Starting Something New, Spiritual Direction for Your God-Given Dream. Dave is a graduate of Trinity Evangelical Divinity School and now continues his private practice in college and career counseling with Direction for Life Work. In 2011, they launched Fall Creek Abbey in Indianapolis, as a place for individuals to step away from the responsibilities of life and reorient their heart to the loving heart of God. How you view God affects the way your
1: relationship with God develops. This is one of the components of step one in creating a lifestyle of discipleship, which is knowing your identity as a beloved child of God. If you are a beloved child, it means God loves you and that you hold value to him. But we often struggle to grasp this reality. We look at ourselves and see the brokenness and ugliness inside our own natures and assume no one, including God, would ever love us. And when we do that, we deny the reality God demonstrated to us in Jesus' life. In this chapter, Dave and Beth give us a bit of a spiritual direction session as we process our own views of God and how that has affected our lives as disciples of Christ.
0: Why does our view of God affect our relationship with Him?
2: Mm. I think it affects everything. Um, What we perceive um, will probably determine our stance and posture toward God. Mm. And as we unpack, it's a bit, mm, I don't know, simple, but either we have a— a hostile God image, one that where God is trying to control us to use us for these purposes. And you know, we can put kind of a loving God spin on it. But when you peel it back, it's like, is God really for me? And so I need to be a bit self protective. um, Because I don't know if I can fully trust to God like that, I can give lip Mm -hmm. service to it, but can I become vulnerable? Or it determines a stance of becoming open, and vulnerable, um, even being able to receive love. I think a lot of us, it's, it's difficult to receive love. And so if we are not convinced that God is absolutely infinitely always for us and intends nothing but our good, we will have a less than open posture to God. So I think mm-hmm. everything spins on that in terms of if we desire any kind of sense of uh, genuine loving connection with God our perception of God will determine our stance
0: a friend of ours I think we quote her her name is Dana and she says that you know how we think about God is our theology Mm -hmm. but how we imagine God thinks and feels about us is the relationship yeah that's a great quote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that does, it changes everything. Number one, in fact, we, we just got done talking about this with some colleagues. Yeah, at, literally at work, just this afternoon. Is that theology should really, you know, we, we think about theology as sort of like the stuffy, uh, you know, just thinking, knowledge about God, right? He's transcendent. He's omniscient. He's blah, 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 you know. But really what you're talking about here is theology is our perception and our perception changes our entire lives. Yes. Yes. So our theology, theology about God is really just growing in our relationship with him because that it changes our lives. And then there and then I love that, right? It's, it's how we think God feels towards us is our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that's so critical. You told this other story of um, a directee who felt a passion and love to write Mm -hmm. but felt she couldn't let herself Mm -hmm. enjoy it because she had an unconscious perception that God didn't want her to enjoy something that much. And he would take it away from her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Don't enjoy anything but me. Mm
1: -hmm. That was kind of how she
0: imagined God being toward her. Oh, you're liking that too much. I'm going to have to take that away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. See that, that really just hit me hard of, of how we do that. Cause Josh and I are always trying to, we're, we're talking about, you know, different ways, certain things in our past have affected us. And why do we think this way? And, and, and how do we fix that? And I don't think we take into consideration as much as we should. How, like how does our view of God's view of us, <laughs> there's not a great way of saying that, yeah. but yeah. how does that affect us? Right. Yeah, yes. And, um, and then maybe meditating on that, because sometimes we can, um, I know I'm talking for a long time here, but this is cool. I, I, I think I'm processing this Go for it. I've got, a, I've got a follow-up example. So you know. <laughs> hey, it's
2: your podcast. You can do anything you want. Yeah, I, I guess so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how God fulfills our desire. He, he said, God fulfilled Adam's desire for a woman with a woman. You know, like, like he fulfills our desires for water with water. And, and so ultimately our, our, our ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment is in Christ. We know that of course, but he also does this through those everyday things in our life as well. And, and see, I think, I mean, you guys maybe don't say that exactly, but I feel like that's the theme that I'm getting in this book of, of that God is all around us. And so he's meeting all of these needs both by his spirit, but then also, but the people and things and places and grand canyons and moons that he's placed around us. and he wants to he wants to speak to us yeah. through those things. And so, um I, I I find that incredibly freeing and liberating when you sort of realize, like take that perspective on. And so, even though maybe you haven't had people in your life that have met those needs, mm-hmm. and so you can have a maybe a negative perception of how they feel towards you. Coming to God with a proper theology and saying, no, 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 God does love me. He ultimately does want my good, like you were saying, David, no matter what, sort of lifts your entire spirit and I think changes everything just to have that realization.
1: Well, that's been the biggest struggle for me because I've struggled with a a punitive view of God and uh, really that, that story about that directee who was afraid to enjoy something because she was afraid it would be taken away. Um, I mean, I've kind of, that kind of resonates with me because I've always, maybe at least subconsciously, if not consciously, had this idea that God is uh, kind of like the the greatest TV soap opera writer of all time, mm-hmm. and he's waiting for <laughs> that good moment to come so that he so that the other shoe can then drop and you get a nice twist where something mm-hmm. bad happens, wow. which is usually because. Uh, of some kind of flaw, not just that, not just some wrong that I've done, but some flaw in, in who I am. And so that's been the biggest challenge for me is, is seeing God as the one who loves me and is not just waiting to do something with my life to make it more dramatic that would in some way punish me. Um, And so that story resonates with me. And I think, for me, learning to understand, being able to step back like we were talking about earlier, step back from that and see that that is actually how I'm viewing God mm-hmm. has also allowed me to consider that that may not be the reality um, that I think I see. It's it's one of these lenses that you're talking about. It's it's like I was able to step back and actually pull that lens out and say, yeah, I have been looking through that thing. I see that now.
2: Mm. Well, there, we talk about projection, you know, I mean, the psychological term is projection and who do we project our kind of stuff onto more than I think we say our dog and God. I yeah. mean, you know, we just read <laughs> yeah. a lot into to, to, to um, so many things and it's how we know things. But you think about Jesus, where Jesus directed the projections in this beautiful father child image. And you think about the the wedding feast and the projection of what you have to look forward to is this deepening intimate union with me, that is like a marriage and all of the beauty and layers and complexity of that. And so um, in in many ways, the invitation and maybe spiritual growth in many ways, is this continual upgrading Mm -hmm. of our projections. Mm -hmm. Not denying that we do them, not beating ourselves up, but saying, are are my projections worthy mm. of the love of God revealed in Christ?" Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, that brings to mind what Paul says in second uh, Corinthians three, where he talks about as we as we see and behold the glory of God, <laughs> we are changed from glory to glory. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel like we're, we've stumbled into a spiritual direction session. <laughs> Back on track, Chris. <laughs> How do you feel that God feels toward yeah. you, Josh? <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we don't have time for that question. We're going to really go. Okay. <laughs> do you have a view of God that is keeping you from resting in the fullness of God's love for you? Perhaps it's not something you attribute directly to God's character, but the way in which you believe God sees you. Unfortunately, the way we see God is tainted by our past experiences. We project onto God both the good and bad qualities from people like our mothers and fathers. Even the way our friends treat us influences the way we think we deserve to be treated. But God wants you to see Him for who He really is. He wants you to know how much He loves you. He wants you to stop defining yourself based on the opinions and hurts of the people in your life. He wants to show you who you are as a result of his love. And so we must ask ourselves, how does God view us? This question is not an easy one to wrestle with. But as we come to answer this for ourselves, we allow God to work in our lives to heal those wounds that have kept us from giving ourselves fully to him. We are able to accept our true identities in him. We are able to find freedom because of who He says we are, not those around us.
1: How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Dave and Beth's work, check out fallcreekabbey.org. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Dave and Beth talk about the spiritual work involved in a dark night of the soul. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.